The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Your host is Bernard E. Robinson. Bernard and his guests foster in-depth discussions about leadership. You'll find this program a powerfully engaging platform for great conversations about leadership and leadership learning. Now, here is your host, Bernard Robinson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Leadership Forum. I'm your host, Bernard Robinson, and thank you for joining me. In today's program, we're going to examine leadership. But we're going to examine leadership from the backdrop of politics in America. Now, conventional wisdom suggests that there are two things that one should not discuss. One is religion, and the other is politics. However, right now, at least politics in America provides a laboratory for leadership learning like none other. In fact, around the world, political leadership has and is impacting the quality of lives of millions of people, and it provides a perfect backdrop for us to discuss and determine, in fact, if the terms politics and leadership are really contradictions in terms. It also allows us to extract lessons and learning by looking at politics and political leadership. For example, in the domestic social scene right now, we can point to at least 15 social issues that would welcome and warrant effective leadership and effective leadership attention from American political leaders. Let me list some of them for you. Uh, In terms of the topics that worry Americans a great deal, Americans are worried a great deal about terrorism and terrorist attacks. In fact, since 2014, terrorism and terrorist attacks have risen 12 percentage points, according to a Gallup poll. Americans are also worried about the economy and the availability of affordable health care. In fact, about 54% of those who have responded to that poll said that the availability and affordability of health care is a worrisome issue for them. There are other issues, of course, the economy, the Social Security system, the size and power of federal government, the way income and wealth are distributed in the U.S., drug use, particularly now since the opioid epidemic is, is one that's prominent in the news, race, relations, climate change, and the list could go on. In fact, if one were to look at Twitter, there are at least 10 issues that folks apparently are talking a lot about on Twitter. Everything from better transportation and roads, to reliable energy at home, to equality between men and women, practicing and protecting uh, forests, rivers, and oceans. So there are a host of issues, all of which concern and all of which are social problems that demand leadership. So in this particular case, in spite of the legitimate social realities in the lives of American people, which are broad and substantial, the political scene we've observed, at least over the last eight, nine months, probably could not be described as ideal, or in fact, could probably be concerned, most of us would be concerned about it and call it 
quite poor. Whether we voted for our president or not, whether we voted for the persons who are representing us in Congress or not, the quality of leadership is a big deal because at the end of the day, it affects the way we deal with the issues important to the people who the political leadership serve and the lives that we get to live. As you view the political scene, I'd like to ask you, what is, what, in what way do you see leadership being practiced at this time at the political level? Is what you and I are witnessing on the part of our political leaders really leadership at all? If it isn't, what is it? In addition, what are the positive lessons about leadership that we should and could take away from the political leadership that we see? In fact, in July 2016, the Atlantic Magazine had a cover story that said, how American politics went insane. The the byline says it didn't start with Trump, it's going to get worse, and is there a cure? They also have an additional byline that says it happened gradually, and until the U.S. figures out how to treat the problem, it will only get worse. However, in spite of all of that, the dysfunction is a teacher if we look for the lessons. And that is the important focus for this show. We will take away lessons we can use as we consider the leadership picture we see on the domestic front. I wonder, for example, what are your views of the current political leadership that we see right now in America? Please call me at 1-866-472-5790 to talk with me and to share your thoughts and impressions with me. You can also shoot me an email at leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. And as you do that, and in the meantime, I'd like you to think about these questions, which we'll explore sequentially during our program. Number one, what is the business of government that our political leaders have been elected to lead? Two, when is a person managing and when are they leading? And what's the difference? Three, is there a difference between leadership that is transactional as opposed to leadership that's transformational? And what are the followers looking for in a leader? Let me see if we can extract as we go through our discussion, your thoughts, our answers to these questions. What is the business of government that our political leaders have been elected to lead? Understanding the business of government is what they should be involved with doing. And I believe our political leaders don't know the business that they're in. And there is a lack of understanding of its impact on the lives of those who they serve. The quality of their leadership, but also the quality of our lives are really integrated together. I'd like to illustrate this by asking you to think about and consider one of the most rancorous problems our government has been dealing with for the past eight years. And that issue is Affordable Care, Affordable Care Act particularly. Uh, Perhaps no issue has created as much friction in the political arena than the Affordable Care Act. To deal with the Affordable Care Act, as many of you may remember, congressional leaders in 2013 shut down the federal government. Now, the rationale for this shutdown was that congressional representatives decided that they would allow the government to be shut down in order to force the president to defund the Affordable Care Act. This act, which some refer to as Obamacare, is still being targeted and debated even after it was settled and established law, passed by these same congressional leaders, and was successfully litigated by the highest court in the line. 
it was further affirmed by the citizens in the national elections of 2012. By the way, as a result of their actions, it cost the country $24 billion in lost income, and it also damaged the reputation of the country around the world. My proposition is they didn't remember what business they were in. They substituted principled and elect ethical behavior and decision-making to really succumb to the forces of personal ideology, dislikes and preferences. Unfortunately, they still haven't understood the answer to this question because last week and again this week, they intend to go at it again to repeal and or replace the Affordable Care Act. Now, the question could be fairly asked, what business are they in on our behalf? Well, the answer is they're in business to operate the federal government. Their operational business mandate that we as citizens have given them is to represent us and to be representatives. That has already been outlined for them, and in their reading of the Constitution, they would see it as we would see it. The Constitution simply says, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. The, they are to faithfully uh, di distribute and to represent and discharge the duties of the office. If one takes a quick look at the actions around of this act, even now, it provides a lesson in failed political leadership or leadership going awry. While it's instructive, it's also disappointing. You see, what they need to know and what you and I and every leader needs to understand and know is that leadership, and that is the leader, needs to be able to answer the question, what business are you in? Every leader needs to know the answer to this question for the organizational business they are leading. There's another question that's equally important in this consideration. And that question is, what does the question, what business are we in, have to do with leadership? The point is, the fundamental starting point for you and I as leaders involves determining what we are doing, what you are doing, and what you should be doing as a leader. These questions are questions that you should be asking yourself right now. In fact, as a mental exercise for you right now, or perhaps as a takeaway, why don't you answer these two questions for yourself? How well do you understand the business that you are in right now? And how does your understanding affect the way you lead that business? Now, these are not uh, foreign questions to you. probably thought about that in those questions as well long before. Well, got a email from a listener, uh, Raymond, and Raymond says, in terms of the quality of American leadership, that the quality of American political leadership at this time appears less than favorable and weak as evidenced by polarization within the country and especially as viewed by some abroad. In fact, uh, he goes on to say, there is a leadership vacuum in our House of Representatives, Senate, and the White House. All interests within the political parties seem parochial and self-serving. Republicans have scrimmages among themselves, Democrats are guilty of the same, and the West Wing of the White House has turned tribal with a leader who is unpredictable, 
has a short attention span, lacks political attention and political acumen to pull off anything in and for the people. This contradicts what in fact would be good policy, even good leadership. So thanks, thank you Raymond for your input. And I'd like any other listeners who would like to, to send me an email at the email address that was mentioned. And I wonder what your reactions are to uh, Raymond's comments. And, and I want to get you to think about it. If you have it, bring it in and share it with us online. Now, I want to ask you another question as we get prepared to get to a break. And that is, when am I managing and when am I leading? And what's the difference? What do managers really do? And what do leaders really do? And what's the distinction between the two? I'd like your thoughts about that. Is what you're witnessing on the part of our political leaders really leadership? If it isn't, what is it? What is that which we're experiencing as citizens that in fact affects our lives and the lives of many of our neighbors and friends and people across this country? In about 30 seconds, we're going to take a break. And before we do, I'd like to ask you this question. Which is the science, management or leadership, and which is the art? So which is the science, which is the art? I like your thoughts about that. I'd like to give you my immediate answer, and that is managing is the of planning, organizing, directing, controlling, and evaluating the organization's human and capital resources. Is it the science or is it the art? When we come back off of the break, we'll in fact answer those questions and have a further discussion as we look at politics and leadership and see what we can extract that helps us both. Thanks for being here. I'll see you after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernard E. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum. Good deal. Thank you for coming back. For those who just joined us, you're with the Leadership Forum, and we have been talking about politics and leadership. And we began to have a discussion before the break about the science or the art, which is leadership and which is management. So the question was, which is science and which is management? I began reading a definition for one of those two terms. I said managing is the and I didn't give the word, but managing is the science of planning, organizing, directing, controlling, and evaluating the organization's human capital and its human capital resources. Essentially, managing and supervising are what, in fact, could be considered to be equal terms, just different levels, perhaps. Planning, organizing, directing, controlling, and evaluating. Very basic, very important for the organization's people to be managed well and for the work to be done well. But managing is largely about processes, that is keeping tabs on how things are done and keeping tabs and understanding and managing the parts. The role of the manager is very much a left brain status quo, maintains the the status quo kind of focus and, and it's about managing the allocation of resources and those kinds of things. However, leadership is an art. It's an art for obvious reasons. An artist is a creator. An artist doesn't always have all of the answers until he or she begins to do the work of leading. Leading, however, again, is an art, and it's the art of influencing and developing people to achieve the organization's business objectives. Now, while leadership involves the use of management skills, it relies more on factors like trust, attitude, character, and that kind of thing as we spoke about before about the, the three-legged stool. Leadership is mostly about behavior and relationships then. Managers also have to have good relationships as well, but there's a difference in focus. What that focus might look like is, is captured in a quote by a guy named Warren Bennis. Warren Bennis was a person who was very much a leader in the field of, of leadership and written extensively about leadership. And he simply says that managers do things right. Leaders do the right thing. And that's very apropos for our discussion when we talk about politics and leadership. The fact that uh, we have leaders who, in fact, don't always do what's right, uh, we would have to consider that they may not be following and, and, and accomplishing their responsibilities in the way they might. What is the real role? Uh, What is the real goal of the leader? What is it that you as a leader should be focusing on in order to lead well? I'd like to give you six items for you to consider. Before giving you those six items, though, I want to say that 
there's a process involved in each of these disciplines. So while I mention them, and they'll sound quite uh, simple and, and simplistic, there's a whole host of work and a whole host of uh, involvement that's, that, that goes into really pulling off each of these that you hear. The first goal and the first real work of the leader involves developing people. That is, giving people an opportunity to get better at what they do. In fact, for those who have been in business a long time, you probably know that business has only two targeted goals. One is to achieve the business goal, whatever that business goal might be, whether it's making money, creating a better life, or whatever your goal is. But the second target for all business is to develop people. And that's because in order to get whatever you're going to get done, at least in the human dynamic, it involves people. And so developing people is the primary role of the leader so that, in fact, they and the follower, the employees, and all of them can get the goal done and achieve the goal. The second is motivating your, your, your individual, motivating, motivating your employee, motivating your team, motivating those who, in fact, are engaged with you, and hopefully motivate them uh, at a heart level as opposed to just a head level. By that, I simply mean motivating them in a way that they would love to be involved and engaged with you, as opposed to motivating them simply by paying them more and more money, which is okay. No one would mind that. But not just the money. People really want to be in, in concert with folks to achieve a goal. The third real work of the leader is building your organization, whatever that organization, whether it's a Girl Scout group, whether it's a large a Fortune 500 company. Building your organization is the third real work of the leader. The fourth is looking for ways to achieve greater good for the organization, the people, and the customers. Uh, All the customers, the big C customers and the little C customers, those who you're serving with your products or services, and those who are engaged in providing that service to those you provide services to and provide products to. The fifth is working within and outside the box created by whatever lines you happen to be working in. In government, they call it bureaucratic lines. But working within and outside of the boxes, that's really the job of the leader to press the outside of the envelope. And finally, keeping yourself, keeping yourself, getting yourself to be better. The leader must take time to get better. That's why you see folks spending time looking at how they do their work and hopefully getting better by reading and doing other things that allow them to understand not only the work they do, but how to do it better. The manager's job is to create and manage the tools and the climate for effective performance to take place. The leader or the chief of the CEO must create an overall climate for that success to happen. Collectively, the manager and the leader orchestrate the achievement of the business's goals. Now, very simply and very quickly, there are four primary tasks if you are a manager. Number one is managing the economic performance of your unit and of your business. Uh, You're part of that business, if not the entire business. Making work productive. Your goal is to try to find a way to motivate again folks to get the most that they can out of the talents that they have and that you've hired them for. The third primary task is to help workers gain a sense of achievement. No one really wants to work without feeling like they're making it moving towards the goal for themselves and for the organization. And finally, 
managing the social climate, social impacts, and social responsibility. Now, I want to stay here for a minute just simply because it's a fact that every work group has a social impact on every other work group in your organization. Moreover, every work group is a business unit that exists by itself. Thus, managers must manage the work environment. They must also understand how the work group uh, develops and how the members connect with one another. The bottom line is that no matter how good you are as the leader uh, or senior manager, you might have no success at all if you don't understand that if you mismanage what in fact you have responsibility to manage or mislead the business, the performance will be effective and usually negatively. So, just in sum, the manager manages the status quo. They plan ways to reach the goals, planning, organizing, controlling. They decide what the present actions should be and essentially manage the day-to-day, let's get the job done kinds of conversations. Leaders, on the other on the other hand, focus on the future and focus on changing that future. So they're looking to expand the boundaries beyond what, in fact, is done, needs to be done day to day. They create and must find the resources and encourage growth, not only of the managers, but of the people who are working for that manager. Uh, their role is to influence others to use their resources, those talents they have and those resources provided. They are responsible, and this is what I'm not sure is effectively done at the political levels that we've been talking about. They must create a vision of possible future upon which goals can be set. They must facilitate and they must pursue uh, ways of getting work done and moving the organization and the individual beyond the status quo. Now, there's an important transition that takes place for managers and leaders, and that transition takes place around the, the notion of transactional leadership versus transformational leadership. I'd like to illustrate in a minute, but I'd like to lay the question out first. What is the difference between transactional leadership as opposed to transformational leadership? As you think about that question, let me also ask you to ask yourself, what is the difference between having healthcare for as many people as we can afford to, as opposed to having healthcare for everyone. Is there a difference in that mindset? And is one of those transactional, is the other transformational? Or what is the difference between making a sale of, let's say, an automobile and creating a client relationship that lasts for life? Locally, in my area, there's a group and there's a car group that's called the Fitzgerald Car Company, and he calls it the Fitz Way. His focus is not just selling you a car, but creating a relationship. So what's the difference between making a sale and creating a client relationship for life? In these questions lie the distinction between having a transactional mindset as opposed to a transformational mindset. Simply put, transactions have a short-term shelf life and a short-term view. But transformation in transformational leadership has a long-term view and has a long-term shelf life. Transition 
is small picture operation and thinking versus transformational, which is long-term thinking and operation. When you think about the kind of social problems that we mentioned earlier, which kind of leadership and leadership thinking would be most impactful in the long term for the people and citizens of this country? Now, pulling again from another portion of Raymond's response, which I really appreciate, Raymond, I I would love to have others that I can call upon. But he simply says, the public should be able to see effective changes in their, their lives in positive ways, which enhance their quality of life. I guess it would serve as a huge advantage if our civic leaders, as well as politicians, understood and effectuated the principles of transformation leadership and transactional leadership to move people and organizations in ways to affect change. But that's asking too much given the state of the affairs in politics at this time. I agree. It would be wonderful if we'd had that, Raymond. It would be wonderful, in fact, if folks were allowed to understand that when you pass a bill, it's not really just the passing of the bill. It's the transformation of the lives that are affected by that. That's why when we talk about the Affordable Care Act, the Health Care Act for America, whatever it's going to be called, it should be looked at transformationally because it is, in fact, going to affect the lives of millions of people. When you consider your own answer, I believe you'd say transformational leadership is really leadership. Uh, We have about 30 seconds before there's a break. And so on the other end of our discussion, we'll pick up where we leave off. But stay with me for just a minute because I want to talk about this notion of transaction leadership as we get ready to go to a break. While transactions are needed, it is transformational leadership that really makes a difference in people's lives. There's a question coming for you after the break, so stay tuned until we get back. Thanks for being with me. We'll be back in a minute. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernard E. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for joining me once again. If you're just joining me, we're in the Leadership Forum, and we're talking about politics and leadership. We left just before the break. I was mentioning a response I'd gotten from a listener, uh, Raymond, regarding perspectives about leadership. And I I may have been a little presumptuous there. I I went on to say that when you consider uh, your answer to the notion of whether we have Uh, transactional versus transformational leadership at our political levels, I'm not sure if everyone would agree with that. So I I invite you to send me your thoughts and and or call me and share with me what you think uh, about the discussion. Because again, I believe that when you consider what we are seeing, we're seeing more transactional leadership than transformational leadership. And as I mentioned, just as we went to break, while transactions are needed, it's really transformational leadership that makes the difference in people's lives. Think about it for a second in this way. If, in fact, uh, if you will, uh, this is old news for a lot of folks, that if the, the president were to say we're going to get to the moon, but we just are going to take um, baby steps to get there, I'm thinking John Kennedy, if you will, as opposed to uh, we will put a man on the moon, which was a stretch for us. And if you will, as opposed to thinking about just doing something that allows us to make incremental changes to something that takes our thoughts, our energy, our lives to a whole different level, then that's that's what transformational leadership looks like. And that's why it's so important in our lives and in the lives of those we lead, as well as in our lives as we think about following someone uh, to whatever goal that we commit ourselves to. I would also say that transformational leadership is needed to find answers to the kind of social problems that were mentioned earlier. There won't be an answer found easily to the opioid uh, problem or the drug problem. There won't be an easy answer found to the race uh, relations problem in America. Uh, there won't be the kind of uh, answer to having affordable energy and affordable health care without a transformational perspective. The question would need to be asked, uh, is that what we're seeing from leaders? Uh, I'm looking at the political leadership, but it could apply even beyond there. But let me say that the problem is that political leadership tends to push leaders, and in many cases followers too, to think transactionally. That is, let me just get one more thing done and then I can count it as a win. We're hearing that kind of language, but I'm not so sure that's really what allows us to move the process of managing the kinds of social needs that people have to a place where we really are fixing it. Again, 
the, the question would be asked, are we talking about uh, finding health care for as many people as we can afford, or are we trying to find an answer, which is a stretch, so that everybody has health care? That's a different kind of discussion. Uh, that is okay for the follower to be able to think transactionally. However, it is not okay for the leader. So if you are a leader, your thought process, your focus, again, my opinion, but my thought is you should be thinking transformationally, even while you're acting transactionally. By definition, leaders should be leading. And one the way one leads is leading by thinking transformationally, not just transactionally. So what is the difference between a transactional leader and a transformational leader? What are your feelings about it? I'll give you some thoughts on my own. But again, transactional leadership versus transformational leadership. I've already kind of talked about it, but what is it? Transactional leadership is almost like management as opposed to leadership, but it is a form and a category of leadership. In fact, there are two basic categories of leadership. One is transactional, the other is transformational. All the different styles that you hear about are somewhere under under those umbrellas or under those pieces of the umbrella. Transactional leadership is based on clarifying the, the roles and the tasks and the requirements that are needed to guide or motivate a follower or a person to towards a direction, uh, towards an established goal. Uh, this is normally accomplished through following different uh, attributes and behaviors like rewarding folks for uh, the work they, they do. It's a contingent reward kind of deal. Uh, it it focuses on contingency. Um, good deal. Can we take that call? Uh, we have a caller on the line. I believe we have a caller on the line. Um, yes, this is, Ki- yes, I'm. Ki- Kimberly? Yes, it is. Thank you. All right. Uh, what's your question? Well, uh, it's a response to what you're asking about in relation to transformational leadership and transactional rela- transactional leadership as it relates to the political environment. Terrific, and, terrific. Um, this is a response to what you were asking what our thoughts were. And one is that in relation to, from a political perspective, the transactional um, focus is really on the fact that, and you mentioned this, it's really tied to the notion of, you know, how can I meet this party's needs for this given period of time? Uh, mm-hmm. Almost as if it's um, a just-in-time approach, so to speak. Okay. And if I'm thinking in terms of the political environment, and I'm thinking of transformational and transactional leadership, yes, if I vote for you, and you will support my belief systems and, and vote the way I want you to vote, then, then a transaction has occurred. However, if a transformational approach is considered... That's whereby, from a political perspective, you know, the interest should be in my um, Mm well-being as a person, Mm -hmm. as a whole. It should be to help me to reach my fullest potential. And uh, one of the things you you were just sharing was that, you know, in relation to the goal of the leader, and the secondary goal is developing people. And if I'm a constituent, I'm one of those people, and I'm expecting a certain level of development. Okay, so Kim, let me go on with your thought process there. So would you say that the, well, the question would be, 
is is transactional leadership uh, what you would consider to be uh, necessary, even though it's not taking me towards my what's in my best interest? Does it have a role, or is there something else that we should be thinking about when we think about the differences between transactional and transformational leadership beyond what you've already stated, which was stated very, very well, in fact? I do believe that it does have a role. Okay. I think there is a time and a place for, tran- for transactional leadership. And okay. I think in some sense, you know, it's, it's a part of our makeup in some All sense. Right. Okay. So I think, that, I think that's a necessary, it, it is necessary. There are times when transactional leadership is a requirement and should be a requirement. Okay. When, when do you find, or when would you say there's a need to make the switch off from transactional to transformational? Is there a clean line? There may not be a clean line, but is there a place in which you say you have to move from one to the other, or is that just hard to, to, uh, to, to determine? I think that's hard to determine because it depends on the context. Okay, very good, yes. The context is super important, and it, it, it makes a difference. Uh, depending on what the situation is, okay. Well, listen, I I, uh, I, I certainly thank you for calling and uh, invite you to call back again. I, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts, and uh, I appreciate it very much. So, uh, stay tuned and and keep calling. And so, thank you very much, Kimberly. That was Kimberly, uh, and I appreciate her call. Let let's let's continue with that discussion of transactional and transformational, because I didn't move over to my two cents worth, and Kimberly did an excellent job of, of sharing that. Transformational leaders, just as was somewhat suggested very clearly and neatly uh, by our last caller, transformational leaders inspire followers to transcend their own self-interest. That that would be the point I'd want to kind of add to what you've just heard from our listener, that, that that whole notion of transcending one's own interest is a big deal because it means that we get to a place where it's not my interest or your interest, it's the collective interest. It's almost the same uh, factor, if you will, that's important in negotiating. In negotiating, while we want to stay on point, you look for what in fact is in the best interest of both of us so that we can get under an umbrella that talks about and shares a shared interest. So I'm not under my umbrella with my interest, you're not under your umbrella with your interest, we're trying to find a, have a, a way to discuss the ways we can both get under the same un- umbrella, and that's transcending one's own interest to see if there's a collective interest. The transformational leadership tries to do that. It involves leaders using skills and behaviors. Again, relationships, uh, trust, and character, but it involves looking at leadership in a whole different way. Now, we're getting ready to come up on a break again in about 30 seconds, so on the other part of the break, I want to finish up our discussion about transformational uh, and transactional leadership because I'd like to ask you, what are you looking for in leaders and what are leaders looking for in you? So on the other side of our break, that's the discussion we'll have. We'll finish up with transformational and then we'll move ourselves on. Thanks so much for being tuned into the Leadership Forum. I'm Bernard Robinson. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernard E. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum. Thanks for joining again. If you're just joining, this is the Leadership Forum. I, I'm glad that you're with us, and we're going to continue. We left off after, uh, before the break talking about transformational leadership, and want to end up with that as we move towards the notion of what you'd like to see in the leaders that you follow and, who, and, uh, and those followers who follow you. Just simply want to say transformational leadership involves leaders using the skills and behaviors that allow them to transform the followers' views. Now, I say that because one of the things we haven't talked about on this show yet, but we will in the future, is the whole notion of influence and what that involves, as well as the styles of leadership that can go along with that discussion. But it involves leaders using the skills they have to transform followers, not just getting them to do work, but helping them to grow. This is typically done through behaviors like inspiration, uh, communicating our expectations and, and and using the opportunity to express important purposes in the way that folks work. I often say that people will do a lot of what if they understand why. One of the reasons that transformational leadership is effective and one of the things that transformational leaders should do is to make sure that when they're asking for what, that they also give the answer to why. Because again, people do much more what and do it much better when they have a much better understanding of why. Leaders inspire, leaders try to intellectually stimulate and push the persons that they're leading outside of their own box. They promote intelligence, 
They promote problem solving. They promote movement and rationality. They are also considerate of the individual. They give personal attention and treat each employee individually. Coach, advise, etc. Now, as we think about the notion of transformation leadership, I want to move us to a discussion that I kind of like very much, and that is, what do followers really look for? We talk about transaction and transformational. What are the characteristics that are admired most by those who follow you or that you follow? What are the traits that people are looking for in you and other leaders that reflect, if you will, your character? Now, I'll very quickly give you the story. His name was Nate Smith, or his name is Nate Smith, and he was my best boss. I'm talking personally now. Nate was uh, a military guy. We worked many years ago together. He's long since retired. But one of the things I admired most about Nate is that he helped do exactly what I'm talking about for transformational leadership. He helped make sure that myself and the colleague that worked with me, Linda, we were continually in a process of learning from him, being challenged to grow, and being really pushed out into the pool and being guided and supported and helped to grow. He was admired by me because he was not only a a great boss, but a great person who cared about me and gave me good advice that helped me grow. Now, research has shown that characteristics of those that uh, are most admired are amongst, there are about 20 of them, but I actually picked out the the Nate Smith uh, six or seven that I chose because I think they reflect him. And I chose them because I wanted to share them with you. I believe that the characteristics that you you most admire in a leader, it's my list, so that I most admire in a leader are honesty, competence, intelligence, dependability, caring, maturity, and being self-controlled. By the way, these are in the longer list uh, of characteristics that were in a study in 1993, and then uh, that's a long study ago, but the relevancy in terms of the, the percentage 87% of the folks felt honesty. So my question is simply this. Where would you be in the leadership forum audience? I would love for you to take these six, seven down and give me your percentage. Where and what out of 100%, using 100% as a threshold, how important is honesty, competence, intelligence, dependability, caring, maturity, and control? Those are the characteristics that followers are looking for. And those are the kinds of things that followers need to see, want to see, really almost demand to see in in their leaders. So it's an interesting question for you and I to consider what is it that uh, your followers are looking for uh, in you? And I want to move us in as we talk about the, the notion of what folks expect to just covering one other piece that's important and that is a question, is when am I leading? Now, when are you leading, and what is it that relates to your being a leader? For me, uh, thinking and talking about leadership is exciting. In fact, it's a passion. Uh, And thinking about a way to show the connection between management and leadership that we talked about earlier, uh, it's kind of a picture of uh, the the yin-yang symbol. Uh, I hope some of you are familiar, it's a Chinese symbol, but it's like they're two parts of the same whole. Uh, the yin-yang symbol reflects 
the kind of symbiotic relationship between two roles. One is not always in the role, as Kimberly was suggesting, of being transactional or being in the role of being a manager. Uh, there's a there's a there's a yin yang relationship, if you will, between management and leadership. While each role is different, they are closely related. While leadership is the art and and management is the science, it is clear that both require honesty and character. The difference is that management is a process again of administering. So I won't overbeat that, but I'd want to say that in addition to that. The whole process of managing and leading really revolves around the discussion of the ability to influence. The key word in this definition is the word or key word is influence and the the definition of influence is important. How would you define the term influence? Uh, Because at the core of leadership is the ability to cause change. The way that is done involves the methods a leader uses and the way they go about getting another person to think and feel, uh, if you will, the way they do about a matter. To the extent that they're willing to behave or act the way you'd like them to in getting the work done is a manifestation of your ability to influence them. In this respect, that's somewhat a definition of influence. That is getting a person to think about, act upon, move out on that which you believe is important for them to understand. You've actually been able to influence them. That is what leaders do. We haven't gotten to the question of how you do that, but that is the process of looking at what influence is. If you are, you or I are able to influence folks, we're actually in a position where we're actually able to lead them. Uh, you're seeking, if you will, in the process of influence to see and get others to see the wisdom of your views on an issue. If you will, McConnell this past week before they went on vacation, he was attempting to get folks to buy into his particular perspective about the health care legislation. By all imaginations that you can see in the facts as well, He wasn't very successful, at least in his own party, and perhaps even beyond. So he's going to have to go back at it in a different way to see if he can, in fact, lead, because right now he's not able to influence others to think about the matter the way he does. Now, we have about one minute before we need to to wrap up, so I want to get us to a place where we can do that neatly. And I simply want to say that uh, we have a number of things that like to kind of sum up and simply stated, we've talked about the, the leadership. We've talked about uh, the whole notion of what uh, the leaders need to know. So in sum, we've talked about the real work of leaders. We've talked about uh, what leaders need to do. So as we get ready to come towards a close uh, in the next 30 seconds, I'd like to get you to think about this. As a listener, how can you personally apply what you thought and heard about today as you become a more effective leader? And what questions do you have? You can uh, find a way to get at me again uh, by going to the Voice America uh, website. Please don't don't forget to tune in next week and meet my guest, Diane Sutton. We'll be discussing and answering the questions, is managing diversity still a relevant concern in today's workforce? I have enjoyed our discussion. Until next time, 
Thank you for being a part of Leadership Forum. Make someone's life better through the quality of your leadership this week. Have an outstanding day and an even better week. I'm Bernard Robinson. See you next week on the radio. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Be sure to join Bernard E. Robinson for another edition of the program next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We wish you an outstanding week.